Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to meet somebody who is probably one of the most interesting people you've ever met or heard. And she is somebody that can help you, help teach you to reconnect with your your emotional self and really change your life. And that's through many different modalities. Specifically, she is an intuitive interspecies communicator. What does that mean? We're going to find out exactly. I know that she can communicate with many different species, even animals. Uh, she's a best-selling author, as we said, a communicator. She's also a musician and uh, fantastic at healing, and she's with us today. Dawn Phoenix is on the program. Hi, Dawn. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm fabulous. How are you today? I'm very well. I I want to ask you this question. Before we do anything here, your last name is Phoenix, and whenever I hear the the name Phoenix or the word Phoenix, I think of a phoenix where there is a, a rising from the ashes and a rebirth. Is it really your name, or did you adopt that name just because of that meaning? I adopted that name because of this meaning after going through a divorce where it was a domestic violence situation. Wow. You know what? I just picked up on that. I don't know, not that situation, but just the whole Phoenix thing. I got, I had a feel for it that, uh, you know, that might be uh, why, why you picked that name for your last name, at least, you know, for your business and everything. So let's look at the communication that you do. I want to start there. I know you do a lot of different stuff, but intuitive interspecies communicator. How would you how would you define that? So yeah, it's a new term for something ancient. It's what we've known it as, and some people may still is animal communication. But and what animal communication is is the telepathic exchange of emotion or information. So telepathy is two parts of words, tele which means over a distance, and pathy, emotion. So it's feeling over a distance. And so the term animal communication would mean that we could communicate over a distance with emotion and lots of other senses with animals. And as we awaken more into our gifts and talents, humanity is understanding that not only do we have the birthright of animal communication, we're born with this, but we can communicate with all species, plants, minerals, rocks, other beings who are non-human, whether it's animals or others. And so we've updated the term, animal communicators have updated that term to include intuitive interspecies communication. You know, a lot of us feel, let's talk about animals, right? So we love our dogs, cats, pets, and you know, many of us say, oh, you know, they, I feel like they know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I believe they do because they can pick up on our energy because they don't have to worry about car payments, mortgage, rent, and all of that stuff. They can focus just on the energy. So I, I feel like they're picking up our energy. Maybe they, you know, maybe it's a couple of words that they might recognize, but do you feel it's the same thing with that energy? Oh, it certainly is. There's actually a scientific way to prove that. Uh, alongside of being uh, an intuitive interspecies communicator, I am a healing touch for animals practitioner, which is energy medicine. And in that training, we learned that animals, their energy field is 
very much more sensitive than ours. It's not layered. It's pixelated. So their energy field has all of these layers that we would have, but it's like it got put through a blender, and all of the parts of it are equal in their location in the field. So they're feeling everything in their field just as it was right next to them, which is how they get their, their intuition and what we call their instinct, their instinctive nature. And not only that, their energy fields are six times the size of a human. So they have a huge energy field, which is how they know storms are coming before we do. Ours are very pulled in and close to our bodies about an arm's length away. Theirs are huge. So we are always in their energy field. So they are feeling our energy all the time. Mm. It, it almost, I get the visual as, as you were ex- explaining that, Dawn, that they're just like one big energy antenna able to receive yeah. and transmit. Just, you know, not not like a old school car antenna, but like this big, huge, you know, dish that's on their head. We can't see it, of course, but it's able to receive and send in so many different ways. That's what it sounds like. Yes, yes, exactly. But not from the head because... yeah. It's from the heart space. That's how the intuitive communication takes place. The intuition is nested in the heart space. And so whenever we are communicating with our animal friends, we are connecting with their heart space and they're connecting with ours. How can we better harness that, that energy of, you know, that's used for communication? Uh, whether it's for an animal, another human, um, any suggestions on that? Oh, absolutely. One of the first things that I teach in my course is dropping into the now moment by grounding yourself. So I'm sure a lot of your audience is familiar with the concept of grounding, but if not, that's where you connect with the energy of Mother Earth. And so you can do that in a variety of ways where you drop a cord down into the earth from the base of your spine or roots from the bottoms of your feet. And you just kind of send those down with love into the center of Mother Earth, and then she'll send healing energy back up through you into your heart space. And so that has you grounded in the now moment where you are only present here. You're not in the future. You're not in the past. And it keeps your mind focused, and that helps you to become a clear and open channel. And that is the best way that you can receive information from animals and other beings is when you are that present in the now moment because that's how animals exist. They don't, like you said, they don't worry about mortgage payments or that there's something wrong with the car. They're right here, right now. And so when we can match their vibration or entrain to that vibration, then it makes the communication piece so much easier because we're right there with them. Wow. So you're saying grounding is so critically important to all of us. imperative. If you try to go in, it's like an elevator. If you try to go into an elevator where there are too many people, you can't get in to go anywhere. There's no room for you. And so if you try to communicate with a non-human, you know, an animal, um, and you have stuff, your stress, whatever you're carrying, that baggage, it's going to clog everything up and you're not going to be able to go anywhere. It's going to block you, like a physical block, an energetic block. And it would be like making a phone call that's not going to go anywhere. Wow. Uh, you're talking to somebody who is a firm believer in that. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting on a grounding mat at this moment. I love it. 
Perfect. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding. It it connects to the the ground lug on um uh, you know your wall outlet which goes to literally the ground. Um mm-hmm. and that's you know does it does it work? Does it help? I don't know, but I, you know it was $20. And <laughs> I I I'm going to it's also about the intention so I feel that hey, why not? Let's give this a try. Intention is everything, and it can't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the uh, the books. You've got a number of books, and a lot of them are about horses. How come? So a few years ago, I was living on the beach in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and that area is very special. It's basically a sandbar <laughs> or a very small peninsula that kicks out in front of the coast of North Carolina, right near the North Carolina Virginia border. Mm-hmm. And I was working at a place called Wild Horse Adventure Tours, and their job was to take people out on the beach in these specially designed hummers to view, never touch, view the wild horses that live on the beaches and behind the sand dunes. And it's very, they're very rare, and they only live on the beaches. That's the only place they live. And their stomachs are specially designed to only eat the sea oats and the food there. They actually cannot eat apples or carrots. It will kill them. So it's a very specialized herd of horses. And our visitors, I worked in the office taking reservations, and our visitors would come. The Outer Banks is a huge hub for tourism. And so we would have people coming all summer long, and they would ask, where did these horses come from? <laughs> you know, because it's so rare. And our tour guides and the company didn't really know, so they just said, well, they have Spanish Mustang DNA. And so they must have come on the Spanish galleons when they were coming up the coast and they hit a storm, you know, hundreds of years ago, and uh, the horses, some of them swam onto the beaches and they started the herd here. And uh, I was like, you know, um, I'm an animal communicator. I can just ask them. I didn't tell anybody. I just did it. So one day I sat, grounded, meditated, and I connect with their oversoul. His name is Jocko. And he told me their entire origin story for an hour and a half. I was connected with him. And so I had all these pages. I wrote everything down. I had all these pages of notes of their story. And I just kind of sat with it for a few weeks, and then I said, you know what? I need to get this message out. I promised them I will tell your story. And so I said, well, a kid's book, that would be great because kids are our future. They are the ones who are still so close to the place we call home because they're young. They still have that openness, and they're not jaded, and they have that imagination, and it will be perfect for them. And I checked in with Jocko, and he gave his permission and was actually very excited and said they wanted to connect with the children. And so my book, The Star Horses of Kerala, came about because that's who they told me they were, that these horses actually originated from the stars, very much like the dolphins who came to our planet from Syria. And they actually came at similar times and they're best friends. So it was fascinating. So that's where that book came from. Wow. Uh, it's almost like the universe put those, those horses in your life. Yes, absolutely. I have a, a friend who's a trusted advisor, and she said, 
um, I call them my star horses just out of love. And I'm like, oh, yeah, one of my star horses. And I'll tell her a story about one of them that I read about mm. in the newsletter I get. And uh, I said, well, not that they're my star horses. She's like, oh, no, no, they are. Energetically, they are. And uh, she had told me also that they, they were the ones who pulled me into that job so that I could come and tell their story which I love. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I mean, that's, that's the books that you have, by the way, love the fact that, uh, that, that one of them is a, a coloring book, um, which is in the last couple of years, coloring is so popular even for adults as a stress release. You know, we're not just talking about kids here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, there's one for kids and one for adults because exactly the Nandala ones. So it's need that, that helps us turn off that thinking brain and that monkey mind and we need to just be where we're not plopped in front of the TV or screen. And it helps you connect to your own inner wisdom. Uh, you just said something and I want to, I want to put the microscope on that quieting all that, that noise in your mind so that you can truly focus on what you want to focus on, be it come up with a solution, come up with a decision, um, even just harness the energy, you know, that, uh, you're sending out there. How do you, how do you quiet your mind? Music. <laughs> really? Um, yes, yes. Music takes me places. And sometimes one of those places that takes me is right inside, right into my inner landscape where I can just be quiet and be inside and be connected to myself. Mm. When we say music, and we're, we're going to talk about the music that you create in just a moment, but when you say music, what, what type does it for you? It depends on my mood, actually. Same. So when, yeah, so if it's a long day and I am just exhausted, I will listen to sounds, you know, that have maybe waves in the background and hmm. sometimes very light synthesizers, you know, the kind of meditation music, especially things that Dean Evanson uh, artists like him put out. So music like that, that's just very quiet and an American flute, you know, sometimes nature sounds, things like that. And it just helps me to reground myself and regroup. If I'm cooking dinner, uh, I have other kind of music, an artist named Reinhard Burr, and he plays all of these instruments all by himself uh, and just has a YouTube channel. And I love his creative process and the inspiration that he provides to me. So I just, it's just where the vibration leads me, I go. <laughs> wow. I try to, and I got to get better at it. And I love music. It's been a part of my life, my career. I don't make music. I play music on the radio. And I've been doing that since I was 17. But a lot of times when I listen to music, I'll, I'll gravitate toward like old school songs. Even when, when I was a kid, you know, I'll go back to, you know, certain types of music could be mellow, whatever. Uh, I find if it's got lyrics uh, or it's familiar to me, then I can't get in my zone. Like I just need to find just the, the right type of music that motivates. Um, and, and like you said, it could even be just sounds like ocean sounds. I've done that before too. And I, all of a sudden I re- realized, oh my gosh, I'm in a zone. Wow. How did mm-hmm. I get here? <laughs> and, and, and I got a lot of work done at the same time and it was creative. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. When you, when you work with people, um, you know, in terms of a consultation or, or any of that, uh, tell me about that. How does that work? Sure. So for all of the services I offer, whether it's 
uh, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist also, so whether it's a hypnotherapy session, and I love doing past life regressions, absolutely love it. Um, so past life regressions or an animal communication consultation where someone is sharing about their animal and their questions or concerns or things they'd like to address with their animal. I hop on Zoom and we'll talk for a half hour, and it's so that I can talk with you and see what you're looking for and see if I have a way that I can help you with my offerings and to see if we're a good fit, if I'm a good fit for you and if you're a good fit for me. And so I really just like to get in and I have a line of questions I ask and it's very productive. And then by the end of it, you know, we'll decide whether or not we're going to move forward working together or not. Or if there's someone else that I can refer you to, if this is not something that I can help with. And hypnotherapy, we could do an entire podcast about that alone. Uh, uh-huh. But that has been in my journey, which uh, current journey is starting like the last three years ago. Um, huge. Hypnotherapy. Wow. It is just a, it's, it's an amazing thing to make you realize what's going on uh, and how to clear out certain things. And then when you, you pair that with some of the other stuff that you offer. Um, so hypnotherapy being one of them, how about a, I know that on your website, you can book an intuitive interspecies communication. How does that look? How does that work? So we'll do the consultation. And then when we have our interspecies you know, communication session, the animal doesn't have to be present. Uh, it can actually be distracting to them if they are. You, know, you don't have to sit there with your animal friend you know, on your lap. So they can just be doing whatever they do naturally. Mm-hmm. And I will communicate with them in real time. I connect with them, ask them if, if this is an appropriate time to talk to them. And most of the time they will say yes, as long as they're not eating or playing because that's just too distracting for them. And I will go through, ask first if there's anything that they need to talk about first. And then if there's not, we go through the list of questions or concerns or address the issue at hand. Sometimes it's a behavior issue. People, you know, would like to understand a particular behavior or see if there's a way that we can diplomatically and compassionately negotiate a way for an undesirable behavior to be changed. So, and that way it's sort of, you know, a diplomatic situation. Sometimes if there's a divorce or a move or a new member of the family, there needs to be discussions so that the animal understands what's going on and they're not left in the dark where there can be behavior issues. And a lot of my clients actually uh, will have a session with me when their animal friend is ready to cross the Rainbow Bridge. And so I specialize as an animal death doula in supporting the people and their animals as the animal, you know, goes along their journey, their end-of-life journey, and then after. So once the animal has crossed over, I can connect with them again. And oftentimes, I don't know if you've ever had this situation. I did, and this is what got me into animal communication, where I missed my animal friend so much, and I needed to communicate with her to get rid of the grief that I was carrying in my heart for years, and so and the guilt <laughs> over waiting too long to put her down is what I felt. And so... I love connecting people with their animals who have crossed the Rainbow Bridge. And they get that love, that 
immense, powerful quantity of love that just isn't available here on the planet. But to have that come through, it's like opening a door and having this incredible <laughs> rainbow just blow through you. And it's amazing. And they'll get mm. to understand their emails are okay and better than ever and that they love them and there are no hard feelings. Because guilt is oftentimes, well, you know, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Did I wait too long? Did I do it too soon? I don't want to let them down. Those are always the questions. So I get to help them answer the questions firsthand from their animal friend's perspective. Wow. Uh, I know that you believe in past life regression, right? Okay. And, and you can do a session for somebody. We can talk about that in depth uh, another time. Yeah. If you, have you done it yourself? And can you say that um, where you came from? Yes. So I've actually had it a number of times. And the first time I ever did it, that's what solidified it for me that I wanted to do this. I wanted to learn how to do this. I had to know this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a group, past life regression, in a room of about 30 people. And my experience was that in that lifetime, I was a nun, which if you ask any of my friends, they'll really laugh and say, oh, you're making up for things now. <laughs> you're right. Um, lovingly, of course, they say that. And my experience was of my death uh, at the end of it in, my, in that life. And my sisters were all around my bed. And they were crying and so upset and scared and sad for me. And I was the one comforting them. And I knew I was going home. I wasn't leaving. I was just changing states. And so I was comforting them as I died. And I just remember having that with me and understanding that that is truth. For me, that's truth. And I just want to bring up a caveat here because it's not necessary that you believe in past lives. You don't have to. That's the beauty of hypnotherapy. It's, you know, like Einstein said, imagination is more powerful than reality. So even if you think, oh, this is a story or a dream, you know, and the story my brain is telling me, it'll have an impact on you. So hmm. it's okay to not believe that they actually exist. I, I'm i a firm believer in it. I haven't had a past life regression. I've done a timeline regression. But, and again, we can, I would love to talk about that even deeper, but I feel like... The 1800s, the latter part of the 1800s, I don't know why, but they, it just resonates with me. Like I, I, I would, I can stare at pictures forever. Uh, it was just at the time where a little bit of technology was kicking in. There was photography and just, it just seems like a wonderful, simpler way of life. And somehow I think if I was taken back in a regression, I would probably, I was there. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but I, it's something you feel. And when you feel it so strong, to me, it's it's reality. Um, um, and it's not like I want to believe it. It's just some random time in history, but I feel it. Um, let's talk about if somebody wants to connect with you, um, even learn a little bit more of what you can offer and help them out. You, uh, you do a, a complimentary consult, right? Correct. Yeah. So I have my website. And that's www.dawnphoenix.org. And Phoenix is spelled not at all the way it sounds. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Gotcha. And there's a lot to learn. There's a lot more for us to talk about. Uh, Dawn, thank you so much for being here today. Learned a lot. I got to tell you straight out, 
Your energy and your passion is just, it, it's amazing. I mean, you can feel it. You really can. Oh, thank you, Steve. I'm so honored to have been here today with you. Thank you. Oh, thanks for being here. And I, you know, if this grounding thing, if this is what's working for you, I gotta, I gotta go outside today, hug a tree and do all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Multiple times a day. Sometimes it takes just a minute. You're good. <laughs> that That's just it. But it's, it's setting the intention, believing it's going to work. Uh, because it does, and there's a reason why people have been doing this for centuries. Uh, thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to next time we talk. All right. Thanks, Steve. Take care. You too. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom when you drive her back from therapy. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. AARP gives you the information to help care for your mom so that you can have patience with her just like she did with you. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving or call 1-877-333-5885 to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Are we there yet? Remember, visit aarp.org slash caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.